Eyes on the word, sing it. Here it comes, ready? Let's go, fuck. It's just fantastic. It's a beautiful song. And if you didn't know, this is the Fantasy Recap, the weekly recap that we'll do for the Fantasy League known as the Dupo Finest. Dupo, Illinois. That's right. If you don't know where that is, that's your fault. But I am Robert Trey Mason, and as always with me will be Dean Tiki Barber. How are you today, Dean? Store's open. It's open. Haircuts all around. Store's open. Vest soda. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you would come and sweep up all the hair. Yeah, if we hadn't talked about this earlier, at the end of the, end of the show, I will be giving out my orange vest of the week. Yes. For best performance. I love it. Love that. I'm, I'm excited about that. So let's go into a little recap of the first three weeks. You know, week one, everybody's excited. You got a new season. You just had your draft. You know, people are super pumped about it. There were a couple disappointments. A couple. There were some big disappointments, some big surprises. Um, there are a couple things that I, I mean, one of them caused some, one one person so far to change his team name. That's right. So yeah, that, that's probably a number one. If we're, if we're going to start anywhere, I think we got to start with team what used to be the replacements. That's right. What, should we call them the artists formerly known as the replacements? Yeah, we'll just I call think, them that. I think that's appropriate. Their new name, we can't, we can never, we can't do that. The FCC would not allow this. Yeah. So I think that's a great disappointment. I, I like where you start because the what he did from last year with all the draft picks that he accumulated. The team that he has, I mean, if you just go down the roster, this is a team on paper that should just destroy teams, right? Absolutely. I mean, if there's one thing I've learned in being, um, you know, observing this league uh, for the number of years that I've followed it, uh, it's that having a lot of trading for a lot of draft picks at the end from the year prior going into the next year. You, it it only not only guarantees you a great team, it also it guarantees you a great team that's not going to perform. Well, and do you think it goes into are you overthinking it? Because you have so many early draft picks that you're, you're drafting a lot of good players, and then what do you do with them? Where do you put them? Can't, like, you can't play all of them. Having all those draft picks is like being on the cover of Madden. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's like a curse, right? It's I mean, a curse. I mean, it's just the third year in a row. I'd ha- right. Yeah, I mean, you this think year, about year it. Year three, there there were a couple of teams uh, a couple of years ago that did the same thing, well, and it didn't work out. Uh, I'm uh, I can't remember. Well, the the team now, the da- Daily Llamas, uh, that was the first That's victim correct. of the multi draft pick. Yeah. first two rounds, and then it went to the Fantasy Lives Matter. Who yes. also did the same thing didn't quite work out for them, and now we got to the artists formerly known as the replacements who put up uh, 124 points in week one with a team that you think is going to put up in the 160s, 170s, and it just it just didn't happen. I got to be honest, this is a team that I mean, you look at it on paper. This is a team that should be scoring the highest point total every, every single every week. week. This person has Odell Beckham. And Hopkins. Right. Now, 
Adrian, Adrian Peterson is down now. Right. So, but let's um, not let's not forget that both of his flex players are AJ Green and Des Bryant. I mean, flex players. Yeah, I mean that's a flex. I mean that those are those are people's number one picks in their draft. Absolutely. And, and this is this is the the replacement or the artist formerly known as the replacements. Yeah, we're talking flex. a lot of people. The cornerstone of that's the right. receiving core. That's right. The, uh, the flex players. For it's this unbelievable. Person. Well, and then you go. You got you got a couple of newcomers that we have. You have Tim's terrific team, who put up 155 points in his first outing as a new member of the league, but went well, against the knuckle push. Man, and if, if we've learned one thing, you ran into the buzzsaw, my friend. That's right. The knuckle push so far this season that's cannot right. be stopped. Cannot be stopped. Uh, uh, put up 171 points. Uh, I, it, it was a great performance by Tim, but. I talked I, to Tim's terrific team after that, and he said he wished he would have knuckle passed on that. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's a good. I like that. Well, and then and then you go right into uh, another newcomer in the cockeyed sucking bulls, and uh, uh, ninety points in week one. Ninety points <laughs> up against the husbands, the returning two-time champion. Yeah, I mean, 200 if, points. If there was a real buzzsaw, it was week one. That's I mean, it right. was the has-beens. The most hated team in the league, by right. far. by far. If there's any team that everyone in the league is rooting to lose every single That's week, right. that has to be the has-beens. That's right. And, I mean, you look at the has-beens, I mean, everybody went off that week for him. Uh, it, it, there wasn't anybody that didn't score double digits. I mean, his defense got 11 points. His kicker got 12 points. Yeah. That's, hard, that's hard to beat. 200 that, points you're not going to beat. But... For the for the sucking bulls uh, to only put up ninety points, you're not going to win many games in, in in this league doing that. Yeah, you know, I just realized this, and I'm not sure if this is, you know, team name wise, cockeyed sucking bulls. Is that uh, a reference to hashtag cuck life or mm. what? That's a very good question. I, I, I think that's There's something that we may have to talk to him there. about. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that I you think know, if I was a bet man. I would say that's probably right there. I think that's definitely something we're going to have to uh, delve into, uh, you know, in a later a that's later right. edition of the podcast. Because uh, it, I don't know about anybody else, but uh, you know, from somebody that truly admires a good team name in this league, I'm going to need some clarification. That's right. We're going to have to really dive into this, do some inv- investigation, and try and figure out what's going on. That's that names is about as mysterious as the draft that happened for that team. That's right. That's correct. That's a good point. Very good point. Uh, were there any surprises going into that week one that that you saw coming out with with some of the 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 endings there? Well, um, you know, I have to say. One of my biggest uh, biggest surprises is, and, and you know, I'm just low on this team, um, but Doug's Lemmings going off for 136. That's right. And beating. Well, beating the artist exactly. formerly known as the replacements. I, yeah, I mean, you know, we're circling back to the artist formerly known as the replacements. Uh, this is a team that you expect to come out and, you know, wipe the floor with a team like Doug's Lemmings. That's right. Um and Doug's Lemmings just goes off. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it helps that your kicker has 17 points. Uh, that type of production kind of helps. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you look at it, Doug's Lemmings didn't have really anybody that did anything spectacular. I mean, you had David Johnson at 23 points, but, nah, 
You know, it's nothing crazy. No, and, and you know, he's going to have weeks like that. He's, Absolutely. You know, pretty much. I mean, well, he's one uh, of the until, top backs. And, yeah, he's at the top backs. If we're just going off week one here, he's top back in the league. That's right. Um, you know, he, the argument could be made in week one as we're sitting there that Peterson is the top back. That is such a run-heavy offense. That's right. Um, but those legs, those legs are getting old. They are getting old. He's getting to that point. Now, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's go to week two. Uh, a week two, there was, you, you know, you saw some of the same type of things. You saw some things that uh, that are kind of trending in a way that people just don't want. I mean, you look at, once again, uh, the knuckle push. I mean, putting up big numbers. I mean, uh, the Fantasy Lives Matter just didn't stand a chance this week. You know, this team, this knuckle push team truly is a buzzsaw, people. Uh, watch out. Uh, there is a chance that this team may go undefeated for the season. I mean, I don't want to say it. I, you know, I don't want. I don't want to come out right away and say it, but uh, I'm real high on the knuckle push. I, I I would agree with you. I mean, you look at this team. Uh, they got a lot of players firing on all cylinders. He, he's got that team chemistry going in the right ways, put pressing the right buttons, and he's got he's got everything going the way he wants. The the Hasbins come out again. They put up an 160 points. Uh, and then the artist formerly known as the replacements, once again, another disappointing week. I mean, he was projected at 152, right. and he scores 132 points. You with, know, it, it's I, just not good. Yeah, and I will say this. Uh, I mean, even even at that, um, you know, you know, 132 is not um, a point total that is anything to be ashamed of. No, absolutely league. not. I mean, take a look at Blue Water Tower. Uh, against Tim's terrific team in week two, there one thirty eight, and they beat Tim's terrific team. Now Tim's terrific team did uh, significantly underperform in Absolutely. that week, um, but even at that, we're talking, we're looking at artists formerly known as the replacements. Clearly, should have the strongest roster on Absolutely. paper, uh, arguably the strongest roster in the league. Absolutely. Well, and if you and look again, at that again, week, and again we get to week two, and at the end of week two, this yeah, team is zero and two, still not good. And if you look at it, I mean, he had three guys on his bench who put up double digits. Uh, Melvin Gordon puts up twenty-one points. Ryan Matthews sixteen. Matt Jones thirteen. Um, you know, and you got some guys in his lineup that just did not do well. And, you know, AP gets four points. AJ Green only gets five points. I mean, are you really going to sit those guys? Probably not. I mean, that's just one of those weeks that no. that, that the team just underperforms. Um, well, I mean, if anybody has Blake Bortles starting over uh, Derek Carr, um, you know, Derek Carr go, was going up I, against Atlanta. The eh, defense is kind of suspect, but yeah, that's a. I just think at this point in week two, looking at that I team, don't know. he's and trying that, to find the right I will system, say, but it's just not working out. You know, I, I will say this. No, this this is a team that got two tough things going for it week two. Uh, number one, it has the uh, extreme pressure of being, you know, essentially uh, the Madden team of the year, and number two. Uh, there's questions about the management for this team. That's right. Uh, you know, from what we understand, uh, you know, he's getting a, you know, the, that particular manager could kind of be considered kind of the stand Kroenke of the league. Mm. He's a guy that you don't see much in the front office. Right. From what we understand, this guy's traveling a lot. Doing a lot of traveling. Yeah, he's got his hands in a lot of different pots, mm. stirring a lot of it's, different it's pots. It's hard to win when you're not getting involved with your team. And, and, and really trying to figure out what's going on. If you're if you're watching from a distance, it's hard to win that way. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, take a look at this. You know, I, 
Bortles against San Diego and Carr against Atlanta. Right. I got to be honest. I'm playing Carr against Atlanta that I week all, all day long. Because you're hoping for a shootout in that game. Right. Neither defense is very good, so there's probably going to be a lot of points scored. So, you know, it, whether whether the Raiders were coming from behind or, or trying to take a lead or continuing to lead in the game, it's probably going to be a shootout. So they're probably going to score a lot of points, and you're, that's what you're hoping for. Exactly. You know, you hate to say this, but, I mean, is this a team, you know, there has been talk of them relocating mm. in, uh, you know, years coming up. I, You know, I'm – I'm just here to ask questions. I'm not trying to plant right. any seeds on my end. Of course. But, uh, a lot of questionable moves that's right. uh, from a team that's already mm. changed its name. Wow. You know, doesn't want to be where it is. You know, the fan base is not happy. The fan base is, is starting to have a stir of, of, you know, what's going on there, asking a lot of questions. Some uh, people feel alienated. That's right. It's not good. It's not good. It's a situation that we'll continue to look into uh, and see what comes in the next coming weeks. Hashtag developing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a couple disappointments. I mean, the, the, the game, the Rowdy Rafter Bunch and the Cuckite Sucking Bulls, I mean, that game was just uh, it was hard to watch. Uh, Do, you know, talk about down to the wire here. Yeah. Uh, this is one had everybody sitting on the edge of their seat That's up right. until the last game. I mean, Blair Walsh kicks one extra point or a field goal. The Roddy Rafter Bunch wins. I mean, one catch from from anybody on his team wins. I mean, to lose by less than a point Carlos is very disappointing. Hyde. Oh, man. Talk about somebody that, you know, that owner, uh, you know, I'll give it to the Roddy Rafter Bunch owner for sticking with uh, Carlos Hyde once we get in into, uh, you know, the week coming up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to give it to the guy. But you know what? You know what he doesn't mess around with? Bad kicking. That's right. By Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh bye after bye. that week gone. He was he was released, uh, dropped to pick up a different kicker. Um, <sighs> just you know, not a good week for him. You don't want to say that the Bulls had their way with the Rowdy Rafter bunch, but jeez, uh, it's just a tough loss to it's take through the Rowdy loss. Rafter bunch. I now, is that say. is that a loss in week two that you you kind of start questioning some things, and or is it something where you say you know what? You got to win in week one. You took a bad loss in week two. Let's try and regroup for week three and see if we can't continue forward. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of things that happen, especially at the beginning of the season for certain, for owners, where you know the, those first two weeks go bad. Certain people start panicking. Um, you know, seasoned managers know that there are certain players that are going that are going to produce and they're going to perform now um you know just looking down that rather rafter bunch up lineup golden tate um big question mark over that guy's head right now That's i don't right. know uh, what that you know what that owner's looking at going forward with him but you know you you can only give a guy so many weeks that's very true and that's very true how long does he stay with him i mean uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens in, in the next week. Hey, you look at a strong um, week one, though. You got yeah. 11 points. That You know, that's a strong showing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was projected at 15. Um, yeah, the Lions do throw the ball all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have been in a lot of these games where it's just a complete shootout, but they're not going to get that every week that's necessarily. Happen, yeah. But they are a team that slings the ball around a lot. That's so, very true. You know, how long do you hang on to a guy like that? Tough to say. Uh, but you know what? I do know this about the Rowdy Rafter Bunch. This is an owner uh, that doesn't just sit back. He's a guy that's actively in there, got his hands uh, hands in there every day, stirring things up, uh, trying to motivate his players, trying to get performances out of each guy. 
Very true. I agree. Uh, going into uh, another good performance by the Daily Llamas, uh, put up a hundred, almost one hundred and sixty points um, with a big win over Doug's Lemmings. This team's got a strong lineup. That's right. I'm going to say it right now. Say it. Say it with some pride. Yeah, this guy is good. This guy, you know, uh, this manager. Uh, you talk about a guy that. Uh, Really picked himself up after having some terrible years. There are a lot of questions about whether and it, this guy even wanted to be in the league. Um, does he even care? Is he completely checked out? Uh, we hear he's got a lot of other hobbies and interests. That's right. Um, well, and, and there were some questionable early draft picks in the last couple of years that really questioned what where the direction was going with this team. And it seemed he came in to this year's draft a little motivated, took some of the criticism, used it as fuel to draft what looks like it's going to be one hell of a team this year. I mean, you look at what has been produced in the last, those first two weeks, and it's been phenomenal for him. I'll tell you what, Rob, I was at the draft, and this is a guy that was just completely focused, laser focused. I I don't even know if he said, you know, two words to uh, any of the other managers at the draft, but... I do know this. There are a lot of other managers crying after the, after he made his pick every round. That's very true. I mean, a lot of good picks. It was almost as if he was taking the pick right before other managers wanted that pick. Uh, other managers very upset about it. But it seemed like he was thinking one one step ahead of everybody else in that this year's draft. You know, I got to tell you, the performance has shown that so far this year. And I tell you what, this guy is uh, this is guy's got a team that's built for longevity this year. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Now, going into week three, this is a time where you had a lot of teams one and one. You had some teams, um, just a couple of the teams at two two and oh. And then you had a lot of teams 0 oh and two that, that could have made a turn, could have picked themselves up and, and, and tried to get back into the Kind of the middle of the road of the standings. Um, you know, this Bulls team just keeps bucking along. This team just keeps bucking along. That's what I say. Look at him. He takes the artist formerly known as the replacements, just drives them into the ground. This team is demoralized. What's going to happen with the artist formerly known as the replacements? It's very interesting to see the production that's going on with this team. You know, is the the manager the the commit? You know, the the owner of this team checking out too early? Is he is he even paying attention to what's going on? I mean, come on! I mean, you're only getting 123 points this week against a team that scored 90 points the week before. It's just pathetic, and uh, you know, like we said before, a lot of questions in the front office. There, um, is this a season that's either you know, are they having their Madden season, or is this something that's being orchestrated? Mm. You know, you hope that that's not the case. You hope that it's not the case. Um, you know, but like we said earlier, it's something that we're going to continue to look at closely. Hopefully, it's not something that they're doing. Uh, you know, you don't know what's happening behind the doors anymore. Behind the scenes, there are things that happen that we don't get to see, uh, that the fans don't get to see, and, and it's, we hope that that's not the case. You know, and, and moving on here to, um, you know, sticking on that, uh, you know, th- that same Madden cover train here, uh, this may be Madden cover hangover in the most ultimate fashion that I've ever seen. This, this team, hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter, this team is about as sad as it gets. It doesn't. It what doesn't do you think, look Robbie? good. It doesn't look good. I mean, 
It, he's not getting very good production out of some of his players. It's just, I, I mean, it's the two flex positions got a total of ten points. Uh, you know, one of his top wide receivers gets six points. You know, Gurley finally has a decent game. So you're, you're probably pretty excited that okay, Gurley gets me twenty one points. Here I go. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to make something happen. I'm going to get my first win. Let's get right back on track. And it just doesn't happen. There's some people that are saying that this guy had a draft guide from 2014 at the draft this year. <laughs> There's some people saying that. I, I, I heard that. I mean, I, I I agree with you. I mean, you look at his team. I mean, you got guys that it's very uh, Packer-oriented. You're wondering if there's a little something going on there. Uh, yet he's missing the cornerstone. That's right. It's it's he he missed out on. Uh, you would think that would be the first Packer that you would get, but for some reason, uh, that was one he decided to skip over. Let's make sure we get. Let's make sure we get on that Eddie Lacy train. That's right, and by train I mean the biggest train. As in the train has left the building. <laughs> oh, for, for a pack of cupcakes. <laughs> oh God, he's fat. Yeah, that guy is huge. Well, what I will say is that uh, moving moving a, a, away from the disappointment and going to something a little bit happier, Tim's terrific team finally shows up. Yeah, uh, I think this team's first getting win. its footing. He gets his first win, puts up 212 points, uh, gets a lot of production from a lot of his players. Uh, we're talking, you know, five of his players, six players, uh, including the defense, gets uh, 20 points. 20-plus points. That Minnesota defense is good. What else can you say? That defense is really, really good. And, you know, some some people will say, not all, but some people say defense wins championships, maybe not in fantasy, but it showed this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd have to say maybe not in fantasy would be a really accurate description there, but... Uh, yeah, this week it really it really showed in, in week three there for uh, Tim's terrific team. Um, I'd have to give him a B-minus for team name, but A-plus for performance in that week. I agree with that. Uh, the team name needs a little bit of a change, but uh, <laughs> we've seen a couple other teams change their names, and it hadn't worked out. So maybe he's riding this train as long as he can. I th- hey, I'd stick with what you're doing then, but I will have to say, at what point do you pull the plug on Russell Wilson here? He uh, is just – he's – from what we understand, he's not exactly 100% health-wise, and he's been underperforming the entire season so far. But sometimes that is a guy, at the beginning of the season you hate him, and then the end of the season rolls around, and this guy's scoring, you know, mid-20s every single week in and out. So it's just, you know, a tough call as a manager, but I'm telling you, as an owner, uh, this may be a guy that at least you could – Hang on to sit on the bench. I know. I know he has other quarterbacks. Well, on this yeah, team. That's, that was going to be my next point, Dean. Was the fact that he has two other quarterbacks sitting on his bench. He's one of these teams that will keep three quarterbacks. Um, you know, maybe he's overthinking a little bit too much. Is he right? Is he going to ride Russell Wilson until his his ankle finally breaks off and he can't use him anymore? But you know, where is he going to be at that point? Uh, you know, he's got Kirk Cousins and and the surprising. Carson Wentz, who's played very well the first three yeah. weeks of the year, uh, there might just be sit something on his bench. To, there might there might be something to this three quarterback, uh, three quarterback bench or teams that you know we see a, a, a more than one in this in the league this year, and I'm surprised by it. I'm very surprised that you're keeping three quarterbacks. You're you're ruining a you're losing a roster spot by keeping three quarterbacks, but. 
you know, is it something that's going to work out for Tim's terrific team? It's gonna, we're going to have to wait and see on this one. He really did hammer this Doug's Lemmings team. I will say, this Doug's Lemmings team, I, I cannot stand. I can't get on board with them. No, I, I cannot stand this Doug's Lemmings team. I don't know if it's the owner that I hate uh, or it's just his lineup and somehow they overperform every single week. It's a real mystery to me, but this is a team that I'm just waiting to completely blow up in the face of the owner. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you look at the bot- just looking at the bottom half of the roster, uh, it's terrible. It's it's awful. Uh, you know, he brings a Xerox uh, paper with him to the draft, which just scribbles on it. I don't even know if he actually had if it's actually team, you know, players on it or if it's just like notes. Is he just scribbling on? It? I don't know. Some people said it was uh, just a class list from a sixth grade graduating class. <laughs> We're not sure, but there has been reports also that his mom fills out that his draft card every year. I have heard that from multiple sources that his mom helps him with the draft sheets, and I don't know. It hasn't worked out yet. But it's not as if this is even the first year that we've heard this. That's right. This is this is not the first time, and I and I got to tell you, it probably won't be the last time that we hear this. Um, yeah, there, there there have been rumors that in week five that his mom's setting his lineup. <laughs> no, I'm just that telling you, I've been, rumbling, be... I've been on the message boards, and I've been perusing the message boards, and I'm telling you, those are the rumors right now, and these are people that are really close to the owner. <laughs> well, well, that that remains to be seen, but if this is something, this, this is going to be a new strategy for him, uh, I guess it can't get any worse than what's going on right now with that team. I tell you, a lot of injuries, a lot of questionable picks. Um, this is a guy that showed up to the draft this year, from what I heard, extremely confident, um, talking a lot of smack to a lot of people, mm-hmm. from what we heard. Um, again, with his mom's draft sheet in his That's hand, right. just throwing out insults. Not good. Yeah. Um, Not good. From what I understand, that's not what this league's all about. Um, but if you were to look at some of the mess- interleague messages, you may not agree. That's very true. Uh, let's go. Let's switch gears a little bit here, Dean. Let's look at this week's power rankings that came out earlier today. Yeah, uh, we're we're gonna run it down. Let's work our way from ten all the way up to number one. We're gonna start with number ten, who was here last week. Uh, hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter. We talked about it earlier. The team is very Packer loaded, uh, and the Packers are on a bye this week. Um, it just does not look good uh, for hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter this week. Yeah, the write up there by uh, by one of the uh, league commissioners. Um, excellent points made across the board there about hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter. This is the team, um, you know, as it says there in the ranking. Even they are still last still in last. the power rankings. Um, I'm seeing no light at the end of the tunnel for this team unless we see some drastic trades happening here soon. Um, Yes, is it only week three? Yeah, but this is a roster that is filled with a bunch of nobodies. One, if you look at it, especially looking at this team's uh, history, um, this team will, will make trades. We'll we'll decide uh, to to fire sale at certain points. We'll decide to uh, 
is this a team that can learn from what the fire sale gained them last year? I think this is a guy or the who year will, before that that it turned into their Madden year last you year. You know, I think I think this owner is one of those guys that uh, is a little cocky and will think that he'll he'll be the guy that changes that sort of um, thought process the the change the history when it comes to that, and he will try and take advantage of as many trades as possible from here on out the rest of the season. Yeah, there's been rumors in the league that this guy's just completely unreasonable, and you can't be, and he can't be bargained with. Yeah, this is a guy that will will try and take advantage of as many people as possible, um, and and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it's a it's a it's a weird situation. I hate over to there. get into this right now, and we can put a pin in this. Uh, but this is a guy that has taken advantage of trade situations in the past uh, through acquiring players. There's been accusations made. Nothing has been found to be true necessarily. No admission of guilt yet, but setting himself up for certain seasons. Mm. Couldn't agree more. And making very lucrative trade deals with players that were acquired under suspicious means. Yes, and that is something that's been under investigation now for quite some time. Uh, The truth is still out there, and it's something that we continue to look into, but I don't know if we'll ever know the truth. You know, this may be an owner that is lucky that uh, the people that were running the league office at the time were the ones that were in there and not the current regime. Absolutely. Uh, Moving on to number nine this week, it's those cockeyed sucking bulls. Uh, They're down from from number eight last week. the commissioner here with his uh, power rankings, uh, just a quick brief synopsis of this. You know, it's a, he, he considers it a, a lucky start uh, for the Bulls. Um, he seems to think that this team is, uh, the roster is a little ugly, that he doesn't think that they should be in the position that they're in right now. What do you think, Dean? Well, um, I, I can't argue with the write-up for this week. Yeah, wow, what a lucky start to your season for sure. Uh, but the results can't be argued with. This is a guy that has two wins right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's um, grinded out two wins. And let's not forget yeah, last week he put up 100, 152 points last week. It's not It's not like he. Uh, it's not like the week before where he won by less than a point. He took that win and he turned it into a win that he won. And he scored 152 points. Yeah, and I can't argue with uh, you know the biggest the, you know the best point made in that entire write up is that you know is Bell's return going to sh- you know light a spark in Big Ben's offense that we could see an even greater performance going forward from Big Ben. A lot, a lot of this team's success will ride on Big Ben. Will he be able to turn it around? Um, it, it's he's going to live and die by Big Ben. Yeah, and you, and you know what? I, from what uh, I remember, just looking at the draft rundown, I think Ben Big Ben was taken a little early by this guy. But you know what? He's been riding in some success so far, so it's hard to argue with the results that he's seen. Absolutely. Let's move on to number eight here. Down three spots from last week. It's the Rowdy Rafter bunch. Um, this team is, is is still trying to find what's going on. I think it's a little low in the rankings. Yeah, I would definitely put that ranking a lot higher than where it's at. Um, really surprising for the commissioners uh, to dropping three spots in three the spots rankings based off of last week. Um, but, you know, I got to tell you, uh, they make a good point. This team is like the 16 Cardinals right now. Uh, we can't just can't find any consistency in the lineup. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking last week, Carson Palmer. Um, just had a terrible week. Golden Tate still is very inconsistent, not getting a lot done. The experiment may be over. It may be over. The Golden Tate experiment may be over. We'll see what this team does this week. It, 
in 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 past weeks, uh, whenever the team gets a bad review, it usually turns into a big win for that team. So we'll see what happens. He may the the, the owner of the Rowdy Raptor Punch. He may try and stick it to this write up, and we'll we'll see what happens. You know, I will say I am shocked that this team is below the Doug's Lemmings team. Absolutely, very surprised at that. Um, you know, being below the Blue Water Tower, uh, you know, I can definitely see that Bish based off of performance so far. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Roddy Raptor Bunch loses a very tough game to the cockeyed sucking bulls, uh, you know, in week two there, I believe. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i just not real high on this Ducks Lemmings team Absolutely coming not. in at number seven this week. Yeah, I mean, that seems a little too high for me. Uh, I probably would have had them a, a lot lower um, than where they were. Uh, you look at that team, it's just not performing well. We both agree that we don't like anybody on that roster. Yeah, I mean, the the bit, the, the spotlight, you know, the one highlight that could be coming this week is that Brady is back. We could see uh, Edelman's touch, it, or, you know, uh, yeah. receptions going up quite a bit. Um, we could see his point totals going up quite a bit. Um, but uh, nothing's a guarantee in that New England offense, if we know anything. Absolutely. And then going into the Blue Water Tower, I mean, everything relies around Cam Newton. I mean, if Cam Newton goes, this team goes. We saw that last year in the playoffs. Um, Absolutely. If Cam Newton goes, this team's going to go. I still think number six is a little high. Um, but, but you know, you can't argue with the results that have been going on. Uh, if, like I said, if Cam Newton goes, this team's going to go. He did have some, some pickups. Um, you know the the um, you know the who am I looking at Sims Charles Sims yes um, with uh, Martin going down that helps him a lot and then you have uh, the the wide receiver out for the Giants Sterling um, Shepard has yeah Sterling Shepard has been playing very well for absolutely. him this year absolutely yeah uh, but you know. Uh, it is tough to build your team around a lot of guys that have had fortunate situations happen for them uh, because it is early in the season. A lot of these other guys that are going to be in these offenses will be coming back, uh, taking a lot of points from these other players. And as we've said, this offense revolves around Cam Newton. Absolutely. Um, a good player to build your team around, but it's not uh, a player that you can just rely on to, uh, you know, score every point for your entire team every week although that is exactly why they did what they did at the end of last season uh and then they go in at the end of last season and uh just supremely disappoint the entire league and probably the worst championship game played by two teams we've ever seen in this league absolutely couldn't agree more and i would go into this uh, that being surprising going into the most surprising ranking this week probably uh, the number five ranking this week, the artist formerly known as the replacements being at number five. I couldn't disagree more with this. I mean, you talk about a team that is scoring 120 points a week with the with the amount of talent they have on this team, and they're sitting here at number five. I disagree completely. This is a team that's poised to strike at this point. Um, you know, it is super early in this season. This team is poised to strike. It only takes a couple weeks. You know, like Blue T- Water Tower showed at the end of last season, it only takes a couple weeks to turn that season around. If I remember correctly, uh, Blue Water Tower really stunk it up for pretty much two-thirds of the season last Absolutely. year. Two-thirds of the season, and they go out and they're in the championship game. Yeah. Now, the dynamics of the league have changed quite a bit with the two expansion teams that were added this year. Um, you know, uh, runs like that will not be such a given, but even at that... Uh, you know, I think artists formerly known as the replacements 
is definitely poised to strike in the coming weeks. Well, and let's not forget that Tom Brady's coming back next week. He does Huge. get a starting quarterback Huge. back. Um, that's going to help out a lot. Um, and with the other talent surrounding Tom Brady, I mean, I, I can't imagine this team not striking. It would be very surprising if this team continues to trend downward as as he's been doing the first three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, things are only looking up for the artist formerly known as the replacements. Couldn't agree more. Now, going to number four here this week, up five spots after the uh, highest point total last week is Tim's terrific team. Uh, I mean, the defense gets 26 points. I mean, everything worked last week. And, and I would agree that Tim does have a good team. And uh, being right here at number four, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, that, that, I think that's a pretty fair ranking. Um, you know, this is a team that jumped the most spots um, in the rankings this week, jumping five spots from last week. Um, you know, there has been talk of that last week's ratings uh, were a little out of the ordinary. Um, you know, there have been questions about were certain commissioners inebriated when they wrote these. Um, you know, there were a couple misspellings and possibly some grammar mistakes. Um, you know, and people aren't sure if the bias is correct that came into last week. And, uh, you know, Tim's terrific team jumps five spots this week. I think that's a more comfortable position for Tim's terrific team. And uh, just as we said uh, about the artist formerly known as the replacements, I think things are looking up for Tim's terrific team potentially. He's had a tough first couple weeks in the league. I would agree. I mean, it's he's he's faced a couple. Well, and you got to think he's a new he's a new player in this league. He's coming into a league that he really he's trying to find his own right now. And I think he's starting to trend upward, like we like you had said. And I think better things are coming for this team. Yeah, and uh, you know that brings us us to um, one of the more favored teams in the league this week. Uh, or, or this season, honestly. Um, it's the Daily Llamas. Uh, I'm real high on this team. I think they had a real solid draft this year. Very surprised by the draft, honestly. Uh, this is a team that consistently comes in completely unfocused. Uh, head seems to be somewhere else whenever they're drafting this manager. Uh, but this team, uh, you know, this manager, you know, I don't know if they're on new medication this year or what. They come in laser-focused to the draft. And you can see their performance this year. It really makes a big difference. Absolutely. I mean, he's getting a lot of good production out of um, players that you probably wouldn't expect. I mean, everything is just seems to be working right now. Um, but does he get a little too confident? Does he start overthinking things? Um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But I, but I think this is a team that will continue to uh, make a run. And I think that this is a team that could could potentially make the playoffs for the I think the first time in a long time, if not for the first time. Yeah, you know. Sometimes they say it takes a couple seasons, and we're seeing this with hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter, uh, a couple seasons to get over that Madden hangover. Maybe, you know, this is the turnaround season here for the Daily Llamas, uh, the artist formerly known as, known as Rudolph's Revenge. Absolutely. Now, I will say that we're, we're going to get right into the uh, the top two picks here. I think they're, they're a little backwards. I think the knuckle push... Um, should be number one overall. He is number two this week, um, not moving from last week's spot. I mean, this is a team that is consistently just winning and winning big, um, and and this is a team that looks potentially that they're going to make a, a, a complete run of this thing. Yeah, this team is looking strong there, knuckle-pushing themselves to the top of this league. Some have been saying hashtag knuckle-crushing it. 
Ooh, knuckle crush. I like that. The Hasbins are number one this week, um, up from two spots last week. Um, this seems to be a little bit of. I, I agree with the write up. It is a shocking start to the season. I didn't expect this team to be three and zero. I didn't expect this team to be winning the way it is. I'm surprised by it. You know, this is a team that usually comes in, and you can just see that focus. Just that focus that we were seeing with the Daily Llamas this year with that draft. This team usually comes in and is just schooling people at the draft. Number one, this is why this owner is one of the most hated owners in the league, if not the most hated owner in the league for sure. And also, um, this is a team that is consistently performing in the draft. But this year... His mind seemed to be somewhere else. Absolutely. It's unexplainable. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, he didn't look focused. He looked like he was somewhere else. He, I, I, I heard from multiple sources that he was even disappointed about his own draft. Um, that he, he I think he's more surprised than probably us that he's 3-0 right now. But he is the two-time reta- re, you know, reigning champion. He, he knows how to win. He knows how to put the pieces in place. So, you know, maybe we shouldn't be as shocked just based on the fact that he, he is a proven winner. Yeah, you know, I have to say, I will give the has-beens the number one spot this year just based off of consistency um, in terms of winning from prior years, you know, but we have to consider the present. This is a team that, you know what, I don't know if that lineup is built as strong as the knuckle push lineup. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I, I, I think that if um, those two come head-to-head, I think you'll you'll see who is the uh, – who's the better team at that point but sitting right now we are where we are um and i i think that it, i don't agree with them being number one but i can accept it just based on the fact that they're winning yeah they're three and oh what Absol- else can you say absolutely now let's move into uh what we're going to call the first four downs we're, we're, we're going to call this uh first down we're going to go into here then this is going to be some we're going to bounce from topic topic here first down let me ask you this. Give me a couple surprises that you have for this year and then a couple disappointments that you have for this year so well, far. A, a number one surprise has to be the cockeyed sucking bulls. Number one, that team name is intriguing. Very um, intriguing. It gets me hot. I really am hot on this team. I like them a lot. Um, and you know what? They are uh, a team so far this season that surprisingly, you would expect this team to be in last place. This team is on a 2 game winning streak and they are two and one in this league absolutely i couldn't agree more that's probably one of my biggest uh surprises is that i thought that they would uh be very low in this league but you know they're sitting there in fifth place right now um with like you said two wins in a row uh we'll see how this week goes um they they do have a tough tough matchup this week um but I think this is this is a team that I think may start continually uh, surprising people. But you know he's going against the uh, the knuckle push this week, so um, it may get derailed here pretty soon. Yeah, and uh, you know why don't why don't you finish this off here, um, there, Robbie, with your uh, number one disappointment of the year. My number so one far. disappointment probably has to go to the for, for the artist formerly known as uh, the replacements. I mean, this team we've talked about it all night is a team that, that I would think should be 3-0. Um, and they're 0-3. Uh, they're just not scoring enough points. They're not putting the things together. That that has to be num- my number one disappointment. Yeah, this owner has to get it together. Things have to be done. We can't go fire sale two years in a row. 
we can't go to fire sale two years in a row. Um, but I will say this is a team that we are thinking is poised to strike. And, uh, you know, this week could be the week. Absolutely. Let's move into second down here. We're going we're gonna to move into second down. And in second down, we're going we're gonna to call this the message board um, discussion. Um, if people uh, want to want to hop on the message board and look at it for themselves, um, there have been a lot of discussion in the last couple weeks. On uh, there's been some controversy early on here in the last couple weeks um, with um, the cockeyed sucking bulls uh, dropping somebody. Um, nobody really knows how it happened. Uh, so you know there was a vote on should he be allowed to get that player back? Should he not? Uh, ended up being voted that he got the player back. Um, still seems a little bit of a controversy, but that's, it is what it is. You know, uh, if, if I've learned one thing um, from monitoring this league over the years, nothing happens easily. Absolutely not. I mean, period. Nothing, nothing. is decided easily. Absolutely um, not. You know, if anything, things are made more difficult. Uh, in every step of the way for every single decision that ever happens for this league. Um, this is a group of owners that just can't get along. That was evident at the draft. From what I understand, there was an all-out brawl almost at the end of the draft this year uh, with many heated discussions going on. And from what I understand, something potentially was resolved, but nobody really got any closure by the end of that. Well, and I think that's one thing that hinders this league. We've had multiple sources telling us that at the draft this year there was some pushing and shoving. There were there was accusations thrown out of people cheating and colluding and and just just taking the rules and doing whatever they want with them. And and I don't think anything actually gets resolved. And that's one thing that hinders this league is that things just don't the commissioners don't come out and say, look, here's the ruling, get over it. Um, this is something that has continually happened over the last couple of years. That's why we've seen so many changes in the commissioners over the last couple of years is because nobody can take charge. Yeah, from uh, I got a live tweet in here from hashtag Dano1234. Uh, from, I guess this person was at the draft. They said, um, oh, they're saying... The replacements nearly made hashtag fantasy lives matter not matter anymore. Um, so, you know, from what we understand, it was a heated debate between those two managers. Yeah, and that's that's something you never want to hear. Um, you know, this league, although people take it a little serious, you want it to be fun. And it just seems like it. this league did not start off on the right foot. Um, like we had said, uh, you know, and like Dano123 said, it just seemed like there was a lot of arguing and there were some accusations thrown around and there were things that just it just did not go well for this league. Yeah, um, I got I got one more little comment here. Um, something that's kind of been lingering on the message board um, and something that was decided at the draft from what we understand is there's still discussion about when keepers are are able to be kept when they're acquired from the waiver wire. How is this still a discussion there, Robbie? I mean, you look at this, and like I said, this is another situation where the commissioners can't just step in and take control of the situation. Um, you know, from what we hear from talking to people that were at the draft, talking to some of the, the owners of the league, that this was something that sh was was supposedly resolved at the draft, and now there's still discuss about it. So some teams don't even know what the rule actually is, and that's something that you can't go into the league not knowing what the rule is because that, that could change the potential keeper for you. Some people have called some of these owner, owners willfully ignorant. 
Mm. And that's something that you don't want to see. You really don't want to see something like yeah. that. Yeah. We, we need – in this league, there, the owners need to be engaged. It is on the owner to understand the rules of the Absolutely. league. Absolutely. And and then, you know, you take what the these owners – if there's no – set ruling on the issue then you have you have owners that think well the rule is this and the one owner thinks the rule is that and you, and nobody knows what it is so people are doing whatever they want and then you got anarchy yeah there there've been certain you know the, the, some people have been saying that um you know uh, certain owners in the past have been involved in league office affairs and now that they are uh let go of those chains that they are trying to make the league office uh, positions just miserable. You know, they're trying to destroy the league office. And you just can't have that. You can't have it. If you're not in that position anymore, you stay out of the position. You're, you're no longer in the power of, of changing things in that matter. You can't go around uh, intimidating people and trying to uh, turn things into your own. If you if you want to do something like that, then you should have stayed commissioner in the first place. Completely agree. And that's what I'm going to call a pass interference here. I'm going to call a pass interference on second down because there was a certain comment on this message board tonight that I'd like to make uh, a point of. You know, we talked about what's gone on in the first three weeks. We talked about some of the disappointments, and one of the disappointments was hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter. This was a team that uh, is kind of recovering from the Madden hangover. This is a team that took advantage of some of the draft picks but didn't work out. Um, And then the power rankings came out tonight, and uh, hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter didn't agree with them, I, I assume. So Anybody he, that's down in the rankings is going to be sore. We know this for sure. Absolutely. So he comes out and he wants to point out that if everybody else played the same schedule that he did, the standings would be completely different. Uh, and I think that is just uh, an outrageous claim. I think it comes from uh, the disappointment in his own team, um, probably a little frustration. And it's not something that um, I think maybe he's trying to get under the skin of the other owners, and I'm not sure that's something that's going to be taken lightly. Yeah. Um, are you able to pull up exactly what was said on the message board there? Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. I think I can. Uh, yes, I can. Uh, it says, I just want to point out that if everyone else played my schedule each week, that these would be the standings. Um and uh, he would say that the knuckle push would be two and one. Then you have four or five teams that would be one and two. And then you have some teams that would be zero oh and three. Um, where I just don't, I just don't agree with this. I, I call the pass interference on it because I just didn't like the call. Yeah, I can't argue with you there. Um, I understand being. Uh I understand being upset with the rankings, but uh, to go out and attack the league office like that, uh, you know, they work hard on these rankings, and uh, other league office officials in the past haven't even been able to put out rankings consistently. These rankings come out every single week, and you have to respect the office for that. Absolutely, and that's something that uh, we're going to continue to monitor. Um, But let's go into third down. Let's look at this week's matchups. Let's see what's going on. We we had a game uh, tonight, the Thursday night game between the Dolphins, who apparently were wearing the Tennessee Volunteer uniforms tonight. It's a classic look. Absolutely. And the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, looking at this week's matchups, what do you think that uh, what do you what are you looking at so far here, Dean? Yeah, so you know this week looks looks to be the in, an interesting week. Uh, this could be a week that could be a turning point for a lot of teams. Um, you know, uh, 
you know, what I'm seeing this week is that uh, we got knuckle push going up against the cockeyed sucking bulls team. Um, you know, after tonight, um, you know, the projected scores that look to be, you know, within roughly 10 points of each other um, at the beginning of tonight. And we can see the cockeyed sucking bulls going down to a projected of 127 while the knuckle push comes up with a strong, strong 156. And if, we've, if we know anything from the knuckle push team uh, from the first couple weeks of the season, they consistently, except last week uh, where they had, you know, some management difficulties, um, you know, last week. I heard there was week, some internet problems. There was some internet problems. Yeah, there may have been some internet problems. Office. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I, 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 you know, I've heard that um and you know this is a team that just hasn't been able to do it every single year so you know it's a team that may be you know lacking in revenues maybe they don't have the most um you know advanced equipment over in that league office and it looks like they missed some starts from a couple guys um some information was coming out late on some of those games and they started a tight end that scored zero and somehow they skate by with a win you know i will say i i do like that team's lineup a lot um but, you know, somehow they skate out with a win uh, last week, and this week they're coming with a real strong showing uh, with a projected 156. Um, you know, that that's, that appears to be the highest in the league this week projected-wise. Um, and if we've seen anything from that knuckle push team, they consistently have been uh, exceeding that projected score. Um, you know, and that takes us up to the bummer game of the week, Doug's Lemmings versus Hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter. This is a game that nobody wants to see. This is a game that everybody wants both teams to lose. They, if there was a way for these two teams to tie, I think that would be what's best for the league. Uh, nobody nobody really cares about this game. Nobody nobody wants to see how this game ends. Yeah, I'd have to say in an ideal world, uh, the Doug's Lemmings and Hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter tie for last while all the players on the has get hurt. Absolutely. I mean, this is a game that just it, it doesn't excite me. It doesn't interest me. Um, I'm, I'm I'm moving forward from this game because I just can't handle it anymore. It's it's a terrible thing. These are two owners that discuss the league. Absolutely. I can't. I cannot stand it. I will say though, the most intriguing matchup I think this week is the Hasbens versus Tim's terrific team. And if you look at the projections right now, uh, the Hasbens had a terrific game. Um, from their defense, Cincinnati tonight getting 13 points. Um, Andy Dalton gets 16 points, not something that you really want, but projected here, you're looking at a projection right now of 143 to 142, so that could be a game that could be very intriguing come Sunday. Yeah, uh, this is the game I'm going to be watching closely all week long. Um, I think this is a game that regardless of what we were even looking at projected wides after tonight, uh, that everybody was anticipating to see the outcome of this all week. Um, you know, Needless to say, a lot of people People are wanting to see if the Hasbins really have it this year. Um, and Tim's terrific, terrific team uh, seems to be a team that's uh, gearing up to get it rolling here for the season. Absolutely. I mean, we're going to really see what the Hasbins have this year going up against Tim's terrific team. I think Tim's terrific team is poised for another big win. We'll see what happens. I know the league, uh, if they had a vote, they would they would definitely vote against the Hasbins. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're you know that's a game we're just going to have to monitor, um, and you know surprisingly another game you know we got two other close games that are actually going on this week. This is going to be a really interesting week. We got the Blue Water Tower up against the Rowdy Rafter Bunch. Um, 
you know, right now, 133 projected for the Blue Water Tower, 129.93, um, you know, for the Rowdy Rafter Bunch. But, uh, again, for the Blue Water Tower, they get an overperformance from Kenny Stills tonight. Absolutely. Um, bumping up that projected, the Rowdy Rafter Bunch are really going to have to rally the rally the, uh, rally the troops here to, to pull one out. Uh, we could potentially see a big game, though, from Matthew Stafford against Chicago. Absolutely. Chicago's defense is terrible. Matthew Stafford has been throwing the ball all over the field um but like we said earlier blue water tower consistently relies on cam newton he's going up against an atlanta defense that gives up a ton of yards yeah. um look for cam newton to bounce back this week it's going to be a tough matchup for both teams i think you're going to see some guys that may underperform but i think you'll also see some guys on these both these teams that are probably going to perform a little bit higher than what you expected, especially starting out tonight with Kenny Stills. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think that that's a really good point. You know, the main matchup I think that's really going to tell the tale in this game is running back performance. We see Demarco Murray has life now in Tennessee. He's been having a strong showing this year. Carlos Hyde. A Appears to turn the corner last week. It may have been in garbage time, but he appeared to keep, turn the corner last week. Um, you know, he's going up against a Dallas defense that's tough this week. Yep. That's a really tough defense. I agree. Um, but, you know, we could potentially see a good performance. And, um, you know, Sims from Tampa Bay. Um, he's going against that tough. Going uh, against that Denver, Denver defense. defense. That's tough. And then, you know, uh, Tevin Coleman. Tevin he's Coleman. going against Carolina's defense. That's Carolina, also tough. And that is also a tough defense. And that is a guy, um, Coleman, that is. Uh, if anything, at this point, not necessarily proven. Um, you know, he plays a, a junk New Orleans defense last week. That that is a team that just does not have what they used to have. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, you know, we will see. I really think the running backs this week in this game are going to tell the tale. I couldn't agree more. Then you have uh, the Daily Llamas and the uh, the artist formerly known as replacements. Uh, to me, it looks like it's going to be a close game. Projection-wise, it's 145 for the uh, replacement or artist formerly known as replacements. The Daily Llamas are at 138. Um, the artist formerly known as the replacements got a huge night from A.J. Green tonight with 33 points. Um, that sets up a, a, a good start for his week. Yeah, um, I'm really. Uh, this is going to be another game that we're going to be watching closely. Artists former known as replacements. Can they turn the corner this week against a really tough opponent? This could be a really big spirit win for them. This wouldn't be just a win to get them on track. This is a win against a top league team right here. Um, so this would be big for them. Um, you know, they get they get a big performance from Green tonight. Can they keep it rolling? Uh, and you know what, Dean? Let's move right into fourth down with our Hail Mary projections for this week. Let's go ahead and stay with the game that we just talked about. What's your prediction for this week? I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the artist formerly known as the Replacements turn the corner this week. They get a big spirit win against the Daily Llamas, which is a team I do really like. But I think at some point um, this artist formerly known as the Replacements team has to get a win, and this might be the week. You know what? I'm going to stick with the Daily Llamas. I'm going to go with them this week. I think a big start from the artist formerly known as the replacements out of A.J. Green is great, but you got Odell Beckham Jr. going against a tough Minnesota defense. The, uh, the Houston Texans, they lost J.J. Watt this week. How much does that affect their team going in to face Tennessee? Tennessee gives up some points, but they also – they could come out and have a great defensive matchup. Hopkins has seemed to kind of 
be a boomer bust as of as of yet. And then you talk about you know he's got a Green Bay defense in his lineup right now that is on a buy. <laughs> then you have Des Bryant who's questionable that he's got a stress fracture. Um, he's projected at zero points right now. He may not even play, and he's in his lineup. I mean, you look at what's going on here. He doesn't have anybody. Uh, he doesn't have another defense. It's hard, to stick, it's hard to stick with that pick when you completely dismantle all of my uh, really enthusiastic I, uh, predictions. I'm sorry, there, but, but you know what? I'm just Again, looking at this it. This really circles back to these questionable management decisions, and it's really making me question, what are the motivations of this owner? What are the motivations of this owner? I, he clearly seems to be the Stan Kroenke of this league. I, c- I couldn't agree more. I mean, just by looking at the lineup that he has right now, I I couldn't I don't know what he's doing I don't understand what's going on that's why I'm going with the daily llamas Let's, is there a method to the madness <laughs> maybe he's trying to psych out the daily llamas uh, maybe he's trying to get in his head a little bit uh, who knows who knows what's going on over there but it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Sunday let's move into the Roddy Rafter bunch against the Blue Water Tower another tough game another tough matchup who do you think wins this one. Well, you know, just running down the lineups here, um, I'm liking um, a couple of these matchups um, on the router after bunch side. Uh, you know, I have to say I like Stafford uh, against Chicago. Uh, Cooper against Baltimore is tough. Um, I think Cole Beasley could potentially have a decent day against San Francisco. Hard to say. Um, DeMarco Murray, uh, tough game against Houston. Um, but I think he's going to uh, – you know, perform well there. Uh, 14 points is a big projection, but I think he can stick with it. Um, you know, we got Michael Thomas against San Diego. Um, that's another tough defense, but you know what? I'm going to stick with it. I like this Rowdy Rafter bunch. I think they got a lot of spirit. I'm going to go with the Rowdy Rafter bunch in this one, um, you know, because I think Blue Water Tower, uh, this is the week that they trip up. I am going to agree with you this week on this matchup. I'm going to go with the Rowdy Rafter bunch. I like some of the matchups. You talked about DeMarco Murray going against Houston. J.J. Watts out. How much does that affect the defense? Can they stop the run? Um, some of the other matchups, uh, looking at uh, the Saints against San Diego, it's probably going to be a shootout. Neither team really plays very well defense. Um, you look at uh, Washington with Crowder. He's going up against a bad Cleveland defense. Um, and then you look at the Blue Water Tower. I mean, these they, his team has some tough matchups this yeah, week. Yeah, you got Shepard against Minnesota. You have, you have Michael Floyd going against the Rams. You have Sims against Denver. Coleman's going against Carolina. Somehow, that Buffalo defense last week was excellent. Shut down the Cardinals. Shut down the Cardinals. Shut down the Cardinals. Completely unbelievable. Um, So, you know, and no one ever knows what New England's going to do. So, I don't, you know, you can't bank on uh, a big performance from Bennett there either. Absolutely. Now, let's go into the game that nobody really cares about. Let's get this pick over with quickly. Uh, and, and we'll move forward. It's the hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter against Doug's Lemons.
Yeah, this is a real tough one. Like we said, if I could see both teams score zero, I know that's practically impossible at this point because it looks like Doug's Lemmings have scored seven points somehow mm. so far. Um, but, you know, this is uh, this is a game where I have to say Fantasy Lives Matter may be the saddest fantasy football team I've ever seen chosen in my entire life of uh, following fantasy football. So I'm going to have to go with Doug's Lemmings as uncomfortable as it makes me. Uh, Doug's Lemmings comes out with the wins th- win this week. Uh, fantasy Lives Matter something has to happen there you know from what i understand i've been looking at the waiver wire um not a lot of activity necessarily on that end and the activity that we have seen this team has been overpaying for waiver wire pickups absolutely completely handicapping themselves for any type of activity later in the season did anybody tell this owner that it's only week four Apparently not. Apparently he's just throwing money around and just, just overpaying for people. Um, I mean, you look at his roster. I mean, he has um, what it looks like four guys on his bench who are – three of them are on a buy. Another one that's out. Um, you have another guy who's projected for three points. And you look at you look at the lineup itself, uh, it's just terrible. And I, 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 I don't think I can pick them. I can't pick them, and I definitely don't want to pick Doug's Lemmings, but I'm going to have to make a decision. I'll go with Doug's Lemmings so we can move forward because I just cannot stand looking at these rosters anymore. Uh, let's move on to the uh, what, what I would say is probably the matchup of the week um, as far as, as will the uh, – has-beens continue to keep moving forward, or will Tim's terrific team knock him down a peg or two? What do you think happens here? Well, you know, I, I want to take a real close look at this. From what I can see, I think Tim's terrific team really has got his head on his shoulders management-wide this week. We're playing Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, I think that is probably your best bet um, in terms of total points. Yeah, Wilson is um, projected at 21 points this week, and Cousins at 23. Not that big of a difference in terms of a quarterback because, the, you know, as we know, certain people can go off. But showing the track record so far this season, Wilson just does not have the ball rolling yet. Um, so I really like that pick. Antonio Brown can't go wrong there. John Brown you know, is that guy going to see some more targets this week? It's really hard to say. Uh, you know, that Rams defense isn't exactly easy. Um, this is a team that performs well on D. Um, but, you know, I have to say, just because I want to see this team lose so badly, I'm going with Tim's terrific team. I like that pick. I like what he's doing this week, going with Kirk Cousins against a terrible Cleveland defense. Um, I think we both know that we want the has-beens to lose. Um, he has some tough, tough matchups. Um, you know, will his players continue to overperform? It's exactly, is, yes. Is that, that the story of the has-beens season Is that something so that's going to continue to happen, or is he going to come back to reality a little bit? I mean, you look at Tim's terrific team, his his what he has done with his roster this week, he's poised for another big performance. I think he takes this game. Yeah, uh, I'm really seeing uh, that Tim ter- Tim's terrific team comes out on top in this one. Um, you know, like we said, overperformance has been the hallmark of the has been so far this season. Um, this is a manager that you know tends to be active on the waiver wire, so you know we can see them sticking around maybe as a top tier team. 
But, um, you know, a lot of questions in that lineup. A lot of questions. Can that Gronkowski come back and perform at the same level he has been? You know, they've been limiting a lot of his reps. They said potentially this week he could see a full a full week, uh, a full workload. But nobody knows anything with New England. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't scored a point this year. Uh, he's without a point. Um, and, and the husbands continue to throw him out there. Maybe something happens this week. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's got a Josh Gordon on his uh, roster that has decided to take a hiatus and, and go to rehab um, to get his life in check. He's got Dion Lewis on his roster who's not playing for a while. Um, I believe he had Marshawn Lynch on his team for some time who yeah, retired. Very, very questionable. I think he picked him up while he was still retired. I believe he drafted him. Uh, he picked him up. Right after the draft, when he was still retired, I believe going into week four, I'll have to check, but I think he's still retired. Um, I don't know, but I'm going to go with Tim's terrific team here. Yeah, we got. I got a live tweet uh, coming in right now. Oh, this is from uh, Tugglestang69. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is still retired. Yeah, I, I I'm glad that the uh, Tuggle Tugglestang. Uh, tweeted us um, to let us know that he's still retired. I thought he was, but I wasn't sure. Um, but let's move into who, what I think is probably the best team in the league, the Dick Knuckle Push, going against the Cuckeye Sucking Bulls. Yeah, you know, uh, I have to say, you know, that Cuckeye Sucking Bulls, uh, very intriguing team. They've had a really good run so far this season, but they really are running into the buzzsaw this week. Uh, like we said, Dick Knuckle Push with the highest projected point total for the week. I just see them running away with this one. I couldn't agree more. He's getting Le'Veon Bell back this week. Um, Huge. That's going to be huge. Um, I think that we talked about earlier with Drew Brees going against San Diego. I think it's going to be a shootout. So you may see Brees putting up some big numbers again this week. Stefan Diggs is coming into his own. He's kind of a boomer bust guy. But going against that Giants defense, maybe he turns the corner a little bit. He mm-hmm. picked up Kyle Rudolph. Who knows what's going to happen? I think he's starting to see more targets with Sam Bradford. You know Sam Bradford loves throwing to a tight end. And um, that Minnesota offense is transitioning into a pass-heavy offense. Absolutely. After losing AP, you can see they're going to pass more. It's definitely going to be more play-action pass. Um, and absolutely. Then he, he's got the veteran on his team, Larry Fitzgerald, that continually catches passes. And I think that's a guy that you want on your team that's going to continue to carry. I'm taking Dick Knuckle Push for the big win this week. Absolutely. Completely agree with that one. Um, After this week, do we see Knuckle Push finally break into the number one spot in the league where they probably should have been this week? That's a very good question. I think that's something we're going to have to look at closely. Um, I think week four is going to be fantastic to watch. We've got a lot of close matchups coming up. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of teams kind of getting shuffled around here in the rankings and in the standings, and we're going to see what teams are made of this week. It's going to be fantastic to watch. I can't wait. We're going to stay close to the action. We're going to come back next week. We're going to do another edition of this. Uh Keep your fantasy, keep fantasy up. Keep keep fantasy lives up. Uh, check in on all your scores. Raise the roof. Raise the roof. Uh, I am Robert Trey Mason. I'm here with Dean Tiki Barber. We're gonna see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you guys know the words, sing it. If you guys know the words, sing it.
I'm not a bummer. Hucks is the place where we all meet. 